Hey friends, it's me, Tim, welcoming you to a special edition of Road to the Skeleton Coast with Brandon Kelly. We apologize if you're tuning in for our regularly scheduled programming. Brendan and I sat down to talk about Operation Ivy's energy and ran into a recording issue about 20 minutes in, which was a bummer because we were vibing pretty hard. And after some time trying to troubleshoot the issue, we said, you know what? Let's for now not worry about this. Let's take advantage of this time to record something for our Patreon, patreon.com slash better sandwich. And I says to Brendan, what was that thing you were saying last week about the big Lebowski? And what follows is a conversation that ended up being so fun that we said, you know what? This is worth sharing with the people. So we hope that you enjoy it. It was a lot of fun and very off the cuff in a way that is pretty tough to capture just doing a podcast that you prepare for. So we, we're excited to share it with you and would like to add that this is uh, the type of thing that you can hear more of on our Patreon, patreon.com slash better sandwich. We will be back next week with a conversation about Op Ivy's energy. We're looking forward to it. We'll see you then. For now, here's me and BK talking about the big Lebowski. La, 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 I feel like laughing. Yep, same. Pretty dope, right? That's really, really cool and very sweet. Yeah, it is very sweet, especially considering, well... If we're recording, I'll just leave it at it's very sweet. Um, what just happened was Tim watched a um, cameo done by Robbie Takak from Goo Goo Dolls, who's like my greatest inspiration vocally. The thing that I noticed that was, I'm probably the only person who would ever notice this, but that he naturally has like that that, uh, that I have yeah as as well so it's like oh he's not faking that either even though like I impersonated him uh-huh it was just like my you know my voice naturally kind of did that yeah so that was sort of why I could feel comfortable doing it um mm-hmm. but I was like oh damn Robbie's got that same thing, but he was consoling me and my family on the loss of our dog, who is 17 years old, and we had to put down this weekend, and it was very sad. Um, he was an asshole to the bitter end. He took a shit on the floor of the euthanasia place, uh, <laughs> which, good for him, you know, uh, and... Um, Rest in power, Poncho. That's all I have to say. Uh, 17 years old, five pounds the whole time. Uh. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Um, I had the pleasure. Poncho was not friendly. He's, no. And I loved he, that. No, he was not. He loved me. He loved my wife. He loved my friend Marcus. 
the famous uh, 17th century poet. Mm-hmm. Um, and he loved our friend Summer. He loved our kids eventually. <laughs> and he tolerated like our close circle of friends. Mm-hmm. But his main thing was like, Fuck you completely. Uh, I am I am not a fan of yours. And he had a partner who is still in my house, who's 16, mm-hmm. Izzy. She is also five pounds. Mm-hmm. And she's confused as hell right now. Yeah. But the two of them together, she shared the same... Um, sort of ethos, and if anything, was worse, more of a dictator than Pancho. Um, (laughs) Less aggressive, overtly, but uh, mean as hell. And um, Like a Vita, right? Is that that what that movie was about? Uh, I, I thought it was about seeing Madonna's tits. Is that true? Dude, no. that that Golden Globes award she won shows up with the Golden Globes. Oh, so you're doing a Globes and Globes? I actually never saw Vita. I don't even know if her tits come out in that. But uh, is the Golden? Oh yeah, that is foreign. Yeah, Hollywood Foreign Press. Uh, yeah, they're they're into oh, tits. Guild member right here. I I am, a, <laughs> I am a guild member. Guilty is guilty is charged. Uh, boom! You just come up with that on the spot. Goddamn right! Yeah. Wow. Uh, That's how they do it. <laughs> but um, fucking oh, so Poncho and Izzy in my house. Uh, what like you know like in Mission Impossible where it's like all the laser beams mm-hmm. that just go every which way. And like, you could never possibly navigate them because you'll hit one. And you know, unless you got Brian, nothing, Dubon. nothing on my dogs. Uh, they, like my wife used to wake me up and be like, I hear something. I'm like, are the dogs going insane? <laughs> She's like, no. I'm like, then there's nobody in our house. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like it's they're the people that made me learn the difference between watchdogs and guard dogs uh you know like a guard dog is like your rottweiler or whatever that mm-hmm. murders your would-be rapist your watchdog is in your house and they're just small and shit on a pad in the corner every now and then <laughs> and they just like guard the shit out of your house and if anybody comes in, they're like, someone's here, someone's here, someone's here, someone's here, someone's here, someone's here. Yeah. It was really nice. And I'll, I'll really miss Poncho. Um, that's all about that. Um, Pour one out, like, for real. 17 years is a long time, dude. Goddamn right. Um, this thing is still not even, like, started the goddamn download it's all right it's all right and what's brendan talking about right now well he's downloading some pornography and also uh we had a bit of a technical snap 
few. We did 15 minutes of gold. Mm-hmm. It was a real snafu, it. a real fugazi, mm-hmm. you know? A real SSD. Oh, what they say? Fugazi. That's what they say when they're actually talking about that, right? Yeah, it's Fugazi in like military terms and hip hop lyrics. Yeah. Fugazi for the uh, to well, the white DC yeah exclusively <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we figured. Hey, while we're here, Brendan mentioned something to me the other day that a, th- a theory of his involving a certain. Cohen Brothers movie from the second half of the 1990s that is not soundtracked by Gillian Welch. That is not starring Francis McDormand and pretty much the greatest movie ever made. We're talking about The Big Lebowski. Yeah, man. Um, so. <sighs> Did I say this last week about how nobody knows what the Big Lebowski is about? That's uh, what you said. That was it, though. I, I said that on the last actual podcast about how no one could explain what the Big Lebowski is about. No, you said that during the um, special bathroom break segment that doesn't make it to air. Oh, gotcha. So no one can explain what the Big Lebowski is about. When you ask anybody that's like stoner, uh, got mistaken for a wealthy guy, some dudes came in and stole his rug, hilarity ensues. And it's like, okay, so that's the first five minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. What happened in the rest of it? And nobody can tell me, for fuck's sakes. And I don't know that that movie has a cogent plot whatsoever. But here's what I do know, and I've never heard anybody say this, and Tim, stop me if you've heard this before, because I don't want to be like just a shitty didact, but this movie is only, and it's so obvious to me, a parable about world religion, 100%. You have the Dude, who's fucking kind of like a new age dipshit. You have Walter, who is obviously a Jew. He's armed, mm-hmm. right? He is Israel personified. You've got uh-huh. Jesus, who's a child molester. He's obviously uh-huh. Catholicism. You've got fucking... Um, you've got... What's his dick up uh, on the... In Malibu, um, uh, uh, Lebowski. Where, no, no. Where he goes, um, uh, Treehorn, Jackie Treehorn, right? Who is Scientology? He's up there in Malibu. He, you've got the nihilists, obvious, right? You've got mm-hmm. Lebowski who worships money. You've got the fucking Philip Seymour Hoffman character who's a sycophant to anybody in power who worships that. Um, you've got um, fucking, what's her name? The beautiful woman with the red hair. Um, Julianne Moore as Mark Julianne, Julianne Moore, 
who is like a, a Wiccan, like, uh, you know, vaginist or whatever you want to fucking mm-hmm. call that shit. Um, there's literally no one in that movie that is not a totem for a major world religion. And then you've got fucking, uh, what, Sam Elliott, who is God, clearly. And then you've got um, Donnie, who's the one person searching for something. And isn't that fucking obvious? Well, no, it's not obvious. But holy (laughs) shit, dude, that's good. Like, I just watched the movie, like, it was probably like a year ago, and I was like, how does this just a parable about world religions, man? It was like, it was like Walter cocking the gun, and I'm like, oh, that's Israel. That's, <laughs> that's militarized Judaism. And then yeah. and I was like, oh, and that guy's a child molester, and his name is Jesus. And then, like, from there, like, all falls into place so fast, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, now I will say as I'm as I'm absorbing all of this information, one of the one of the first things that you can do to kind of weed out a theory like this is to say like where is the where's the reach, and on the surface of these things, and I know that I know that you and I are best friends, and you know that I would only say this if I meant it. You don't really have, you don't have too many, you don't have fucking one that really like goes, you know, ass backwards to get kind of close to where you are saying this. I think that this is pretty fucking solid just down to the players. It's what it is. And I've like even Googled this shit and been like, and I haven't been able to find anything. I found a Reddit thread that was like, is, because everybody thinks the dude is a, a representation of New Age, um, New Ageism, right? Okay. You know, and. Uh, In like and the, the oh, New Age is just, like. The, such a blanket term, but uh, white wine, white wine, mom, fucking like, I'm spiritual, kind of. Kind yeah, of thing. sure, sure. There's like, uh, and, and there's a Buddha in the house, but it's kind of just like, you know, yeah, yeah, for sure. And and so I've seen people say that, and then I saw what I. I think I saw somebody say, like, that Jackie Treehorn seemed like a Scientologist because he was up in Malibu in a Mm -hmm. mansion. Mm -hmm. But I've never seen... I mean, and again, I could be completely saying a theory that already is out there. I've just never seen it before. Um, And it seems like such an obvious thing that it would be like way fucking out there mm-hmm. uh, to me. Um, I don't know, Tim. I don't know. I, like if I'm talking out of my ass, 
tell me, buddy. No, see, so one of the things that I popped uh, into the old uh, IMDb machine, um, the dude abides, according to IMDb trivia, is a reference to, I never know how to say this part of the Bible. It's Ecclesiastes. 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 Ecclesiastes, yeah. Um, mm. the, the, it's, it's, uh, you just come back in time with me and live my life. You'll know how to say all this shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. And you'll be like a horribly destroyed person at the end of it. But, uh, is your, is your, how like on point is your like mythology and all that shit? Can you just like drop all of that stuff? Mm. No, not really. I mean, like, I'm okay with it, but, like... Oh, well, this is Latin. That's why you know this shit, right? What, Ecclesiastes? Mm Mm-hmm. No, it's the Bible. I mean, I was raised Catholic. My grandfather went to church every day. My mom went to church twice a week. Uh, Oh, you were, like, a real Catholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I went to... Catholic. I went to Sunday school on Tuesday and Sunday... Uh, so did you ever walk in and say, But it's Tuesday? Uh, I think once, and I got like hit with a ruler. <laughs> you don't do that again. Um, Ecclesiastes, uh, chapter one, verse four uh, one generation passes away, and another generation comes, but the earth abides forever. So, I don't know if I'd say that that is a, a reference, but. It fits. Well, I mean, the thing is that when that is what happens to Donnie, right? Mm-hmm. It also he passes away. Go ahead. He passes away, and then they start bowling again. Mm-hmm. It's the same. The Earth abides forever, right? And yeah. uh, the dude abides. He is the linchpin of their bowling team he holds him down uh-huh. um and so therefore um his unwaveringness his steadfastness um really does maintain like a normalcy for like for walter for example mm-hmm. a Character that personifies a nation in constant distress that needs normalcy provided to them from outside places Uh consistently. I mean, I think the metaphor is bigger than the intention, Uh but the metaphor never falters. It's... Wow, I mean, Tim, have you ever heard anybody say that John Turturro's Jesus was a totem of Catholicism? Even though his name is Jesus and he's a child molester. Have you ever heard anyone say that? I have not. Is that not insane? Like, is the movie so fun that we, like, don't notice, like, uh, things that are 
right in front of our fucking face. I mean, yeah, I feel like there's definitely parallels to be drawn to. I don't know, off the top of my head, it's not really making sense. But the idea that something is so, so involved and you're so within it that you don't see very obvious aspects to the world or like maybe what it's based on. And is there something to the fact that you can't even tell what's going on? And at the end, you don't know who wins. You don't know who loses. You don't really know what happened. Mm -hmm. And it's just God sitting there being like, well, the dude abides. Like, I mean, the earth stays. The illegibility of that movie is crazy. Yeah. Like, I've never seen a film like that. And that was like where I first started thinking about it really heavily. When I was like, Raising Arizona is my favorite movie of all time. It's the most, uh, that's the one I left out off mm-hmm. in our top five earlier. It, it might surprise you to learn this, but High McDonough is like my aesthetic and uh, humanistic avatar. Like, I, I mm-hmm. want to be him. I, I was him for Halloween when I was in third grade. I showed up in my dad's Vietnam shirt, pantyhose over my head, and huggies. And my teacher goes, so what are you, a rapist? Uh, <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, lady, I don't know what that is. Uh, but, but I probably was more like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you know, realistically. But, so I think they're just like master storytellers. And... Yo, and as as was uh, just communicated to you on my list, Fargo is my favorite movie of all time. So the fucking Coens in uh, in this friendship reign. I mean, they're like the Lawrence Arms of movie making, dude. As much as I know that you're being hilarious, I will I mean take that. that at face value as the greatest compliment that I've ever gotten about uh, any band I've ever been in. Dude, um, I will tell you something for real, because I do it. You don't have to say anything because your no comment allows you to let this just pass by. Do a podcast about Alkaline Trio. One of the things that I consistently come back to when I talk about your band and the bands around you is that y'all didn't fall into boring shit. That means something. Well, um, yeah, it means we never got famous enough to get lazy. <laughs> you know, um, we, if you know, if I don't stay hungry, nobody wins. I said that on a record for fuck's sakes. Um, but yeah, uh, this is an unbelievable movie and I think it is twice as unbelievable when you consider what I'm talking about and if like you watch it and it's like this is nihilism versus militant state Judaism versus fucking uh, new ageism 
versus Wiccanism versus money worshiping versus uh, fucking uh, 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 the the the. What's that called? Um, the 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 one where you have to be on a boat. Um, Scientology. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, versus Catholicism, it's like every every aspect of it is there, and it all play like. Okay. Okay. Hold up. Hold up. What does the dude drink? White Russians. What's the what's the key ingredient after the body? Um it's cream and something sweet. It's milk. Milk is the mother. Uh, yeah. The yeah. earth is Mother Earth and has been since the beginning. So you're whole, okay. Okay, so you are furthering my theory for the better, I might add, by yeah, suggesting that the dude represents the actual Earth. Yeah, and like sort of like Gaia worship or whatever. Yeah. If mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. Um, he is being consistently shit on by everyone, so that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, he sees everything plainly, and his whole thing is just like, don't do that, but I'm not going to stop you because I can't. But so the other thing about the dude that's really fascinating is that if you watch the movie uh, with this in mind, it's I am not as smart as most people. Um, I like I had to be told this. Um, But for me, I had to watch this with this in mind. I apologize if you guys already know this, but like. Every scene, he says something from the scene before. Mm. Like, like he's in the bathtub watching George Bush, who's like, this aggression will not stand. And then in the next scene, he's like, this aggression will not stand, man. Like, every, every scene of the movie... So there's something there that's like, um, whether it's literary or is that representative of the earth? I mean, yeah, it is. It's well, recycling. where else would you get... Right? It's, it's and the, where else would you get an echo? Yeah. Uh, I think that sounds stupider than it is, Tim. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, but, like, but yeah, it is... Um, it is really, really remarkable um, how consistent they are with that and how difficult that must be. Oh, um, Bunny is 
obviously um, worships sort of self-degradation. She even cuts mm-hmm. off her own toe in order to appease somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter that she's gorgeous, uh, you know, she's she's a slave to that religion, which is like, I can only degrade myself in order, which good on you. If that's your thing, uh, don't cut off your toes. Don't cut off your toes. uh, But, but like, I mean, there's, there's a hotness to that that I can't like, uh, deny, especially (laughs) because it's Bonnie, man. She's, so pretty in this movie. It's so funny to she see Tara great. Reed yeah. in in like a role where it's like, oh, wow, you are beautiful and pure. And then she's like, I'll suck your dick for $10,000. And then, you know, and then fucking Jeff Daniels, or Jeff Bridges, rather, <laughs> is like, uh, yeah, just uh, let me go to the ATM real quick. <laughs> Which is hilarious because, for one thing, you can't get $10,000 out of an ATM. Um, And for another thing, because, yeah, you fucking go to the ATM when fucking Tara Reid in 1997 uh, asked you for $10,000. You're like, yeah, I'll figure out how to make it work. You know? Uh, (laughs) The Philip Seymour Hoffman character is so sweet and understanding of everybody, but Mm -hmm. he is just a sycophant. Like his worship mm-hmm. is of you, right? Mm-hmm. Like he, like he's not like Donnie. Donnie is truly searching for answers. Donnie's asking questions. Donnie's mm-hmm. repeating people. Donnie is the pure um, seeker of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which makes. Like, I don't know what the statement on, like, because the Coens are obviously Jews. I mean, their Mm -hmm. last name is Cohen. So the idea that, like, if I'm correct, which I find it very hard to believe that I'm not um, in terms (laughs) of this theory. No, just in terms of, like, like you said, it's, it's really fucking airtight. I mean... There's a group of literal nihilists. It's about yeah. Uh, it's about ideology. It's about religious ideology mm-hmm. and otherwise. And this is so good, yes man, for real. Um. So is m- <laughs> oh my god! This is getting so fucked up. I preface all this by saying I am just extrapolating at this point what the Coens as Jewish people are saying about their own culture. I've never experienced anything like this, but like when they're like, shut the fuck up, Donnie. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. It's like, are that is that young Jewish boys being told not to question anything? Um, like, as they come up in Jewish faith, is that um, 
non-Jews um, coming into contact with like their ultra um, didactic parents. I, I don't know. I have I have mm-hmm. no idea about that. But like, it seems to me that, as I said, if this philosophy is sound, which it uh-huh. seems to me to be, there's something to that, right? There's something to that. And there's also something to, and this is extraordinarily fucked up. And I am prefacing it by saying, this is extraordinarily fucked up. And this is not uh, the opinions of either Tim Crisp or Brendan Kelly. But the fact that Walter refuses to give money and instead throws a briefcase full of laundry over the bridge mm-hmm. has got to be some sort of like sword against the uh, just general um, hegemony that the Coen brothers grew up in, like, and the idea of, I mean, I could, I, I guess you can't say hegemony about Jews, but, uh, mm-hmm. but you get what I'm saying. The, I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, the stereotype that Jews are, uh, cheap, which in my experience has never been the case at, at all. Um, I mean, they save the name Silver and Goldstein for themselves, but uh, other than that, like I, I, every fucking, I grew up with tons of Jews, and I never, I mean, not, I never noticed anybody not being fucking uh, just as generous as anyone else. I, I, like I am obviously meandering here because. Uh, the truth is it's a fucking white hot thing to say, but are the Coen sure. brothers mm-hmm. talking about that? Of course they fucking are. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that like the reason you went there is because we're talking about the Coen brothers own Jewishness. And I think you're you go down the list of, uh, you know, people from any types of type of ethnic background addressing stereotypes about that ethnic background. hundred percent. And, and that is what Walter is. I mean, pointing guns at people being like, I'm not going to do shit today. Uh, you you Mm -hmm. know, like sidebar, I've always found it amazing that these, there are people in these, I really regret even saying that accidentally, uh, that there are people that are, so religious that they're like, well, God won't let me do anything today because uh-huh. it's Saturday. So I'm going to rig up this fucking elevator and this stove to like automatically do all this shit so I can still like cook food and go down the elevator. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's God. do you really think you're fucking pulling one over on him like uh like either you 
believe in the power of the omniscient almighty or you don't. There's no way your fucking bullshit elevator and like stove thing mm-hmm. is doing a goddamn thing for God. Like he's just like, um, actually, uh, Ruth, uh, well, we don't have hell, but, uh, <laughs> you know. Okay. So I got a, I got a couple of thoughts. Um, Donnie's full name is Theodore Donald Karabatsos. Now, I don't know if there is an etymology to be found about that name itself um, because it's a fake name. It's a made-up name. Um, yeah, Karabatsos sounds... What, like vaguely Albanian or some shit like that? But I was thinking Greek. Um, there are also some thoughts that it is might it be Polish. O T Z or O S? It's uh, B A T S O S. Oh, that's Greek. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Um, and if it's Greek, there ought to be to me at least some thought towards what might Donnie represent in that like antiquity religious aspect. Now you've got um, a couple of interesting points. The first, the first is the fact that he's the third member of their team. Three is like, that's Pythagoras's number three, like is the basis of like, you know, kind of, cult religion all starts with like Pythagoras and the triangle as a symbol. The, it's in the Kabbalah, it's in the tarot, it's in the Illuminati. So the thing is, if I'm just like going off the cuff, which I have been for this entire theory for like years, um, it's democracy. He is the open uh, like he's ready to hear everybody because I mean there's no doubt that Donnie is searching for something mm-hmm. right he's looking for the dude he's looking for Walter um, he's afraid of the nihilists um, he is understands Jesus even as he's a creep He's he's looking for something he is It would be, I think, uh, disrespect to this exemplary theory to say that Donnie represents, like, old-timey philosophy. Although, I guess you could say he's, like, the allegory of the cave. He's, like, so afraid he can't go outside of what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's... stretch to be honest i think i think that it's more just like a democratic uh understanding of like yeah everyone gets to talk and i'm going to listen to everyone equally Mm -hmm. um i will say just in my own defense the the idea you don't have to defend yourself i i (laughs) don't disagree with you um 
I read a lot about Pythagoras this summer, and I think that there's something that I never really like considered until I was reading this shit is the fact that he exists in a time when like gods start becoming men, and there's a transition of like Greek mythology that just like transitions into history. And what I think is like rather than philosophy, I think it is like a much more religious nature. But yeah, well, I mean, like, Donnie's the only person that is, like, honored with, like, a overtly religious ceremony in the entire thing. Even though we're, we're talking about how everybody in this is religious, um, he's the only, buddy, only person that's actually the subject of actual religion, which, mm-hmm. slapdick as it is, is, you know, his... Uh, uh, ash scattering um where one of the four elements just enters and like knocks yeah. him goddamn right yeah <laughs> um the, uh uh so Pythagoras to go back to that is fascinating because um he's known for a theorem that he didn't actually come up with but he is not known for being the guy that discovered that the world was round um which is like uh that's like that's like being known for nihilist arby's and not being known for the lawrence arms you know what i'm saying uh Uh, uh (laughs) uh-huh or the fact that like our like musical tuning and uh, all those ratios are all fucking from Pythagoras. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it, it's, it's fucking wild. But I don't know. So who's Pythagoras? Is it uh, um, uh, uh, Tony Hale? Who's Pythagoras in... Uh... <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> um, but, but <laughs> One of my favorite characters in that movie. <laughs> By the way. Um, I oh shit, there was something that I was that I was gonna say. Oh, if Donnie's democracy, how about the fucking fact that we see George Bush on the TV in this movie? Uh, well, I don't think Donnie is democracy. I still think Donnie is the person looking for something, mm-hmm. a searcher. Like I think the idea. If if I'm putting a very philosophical hat on, I would say um, Donnie is <sighs> democracy in that anyone can win, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, like not not that he's representing the actual um, sort of uh, uh, tenet of democracy more that he's um, representative of like, okay, what do you got? Who's going to show me what's best? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, The presence of George Bush, I think, is uh, used to exacerbate the Lebowski character who worships money and profit and Mm -hmm. 
the war is over, Lebowski, the bombs lost. Um, that entire attitude to give a, not an underpinning, but like a, um, what'd you call it? What An, an overhang uh-huh. to the notion of people struggling with religion beneath that kind of weight. Hmm. Um, and, and it is Lebowski who's truly evil. Jackie Treehorn has no fucking, he's an idiot. Like when he draws that dick on the paper, that's when I'm like Scientology, hundred percent. Like he's got nothing, (laughs) You, you know? Uh, and, and like, oh, man. sorry, I'll, I, I'm also just like taking in how good Bangazara is in that role. I love Bangazara, so shout out, fan of the show. Man, I, I tell you what, I don't know who Bangazara is. I mean, I'm assuming that he's Jackie Treehorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't pick Jackie Treehorn out of a lineup if you put like four like. Uh, Arthur Poncharelli looking motherfuckers in my basement right now. Uh, I, I don't know that I could pick up Ben Gazzara, but one of the first punk comps I ever got, there was a song called something like, uh, fucking like partying with Ben Gazzara. That's not exactly right, but I've known yeah. that name as a punk song. And I never knew who the guy was. So that's the guy. I, again, can't picture Jackie Treehorn, but... Um, Bengazar is great in uh, a few Cassavetes movies, most especially Killing of a Chinese Bookie and Opening Night. Highly recommend. Cool. I will um, pretend that I'll go see those. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so... Yeah, and and so the oh, I, look, you're sending me a picture of Ben Gazar right now, and yep, don't recognize him. <laughs> Looks like my uncle Hank. I bet you the Coens were just slobbering on that guy's dick. You know, that's what I've always said about the Coens. If there's one thing that they're doing when they're not writing and directing, fucking. Oscar-worthy films. It's just sucking penises of character actors, just slobbering on them. I've I've always said that. I'm like I'm like, man, can you imagine what they're doing to the guy that played Cameron in Ferris Bueller's Day Off's dick? Uh, Dude, the guy who going plays, crazy. The guy who plays uh, Dusty or Rusty in Royal Tenenbaums, the elevator. Operator, that guy's yeah. in all those movies with Gazar and Cassavetes. So there's. Oh that. really? Yeah. That's fucking wild, Dusty. Uh, he is. He's like um, uh, uh, Jarmusch level bad. You know, like where he's so bad that you're like. Oh, we've got a guy that's not acting here. Um, it'll be fine. Let's get back to the story at some point. 
You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like we see certain Jarmusch movies, like especially the early ones, like Mystery Train, and it's just like, so, how about you? <laughs> I'm fine, and you? And it's like kind of like the stilted weirdness. It's almost um, fucking um, Lynchian. Mm-hmm. in its way because the acting is just so stilted and I don't know enough about like actual Jim Jarmusch to Night on Earth was my fifth movie actually um, got eight top five movies nope 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 <laughs> uh, what was the last one I said Um, I think Raising Arizona uh, raise it. Okay, so hey, can I tell you something real quick? Beginning of yeah. Night on Earth, Gina Rollins, the uh, older woman with Winona Ryder. Uh huh. That's John Cassavetti's wife. The three of these uh, homies are all in Opening Night. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like that first, the first two vignettes are like garbage. They, I mean, they go in order from how bad to how good they are. Better and better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Helsinki Night on Earth. Um, I take Ghostbusters out. You don't need <laughs> it. Yeah, no. I mean, I'll still be able to see it. Um, <laughs> Night on Earth. Um, fucking. Uh, now I can't remember any of them. Um, Royal Tenenbaums. Um movies i love man god damn i'm doing a terrible job at this i remembered them earlier but now i feel a little more on the spot i, I said some shit. Right. i said i said fargo silence of the lambs oh raising arizona um you know what silence of the lambs is a fucking great option and i so said good, on the I think 20th or maybe 25th anniversary of Silence of the Lambs on Twitter. I said something like, man, this is one of the most artistically masterful movies I've ever seen. And, and also it's been so inspirational to me, like art wise. And I mean, like, you know, there's, I've got that song on uh, the record that uh, we refuse to do here, uh, Keep Walking Pal, that's um, called The Ballad of Buffalo Bill. Uh-huh. Um, I like that song. No, it is great. Yes, I understand why you would like it. Um, and, and, uh, and, like, and then, so, like, a. One of my followers, who's a trans person, mm-hmm. replied like, oh, word, because that movie always made me feel like a monster. Yeah. And I understand that, but I don't think that Buffalo Bill's salient character trait was gender dysphoria it's a little bit like being like well as a van owner that makes me feel fucked up <laughs> you know yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. like 
like uh, it, the salient point is that this is a person who's a fucking psychopath mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. like a weird fucking bug collector and a skin cutter offer. Yeah. And it's like the, the trans thing is almost like, it's not even like a real trans thing. It's a skin mask thing. And, mm-hmm. but he does own a van. You cannot <laughs> get away from that. <laughs> And I, there was a lot of there was a lot of backlash to that movie too about its like representation <coughs> of a of a gay character, and I know that Jonathan Demi, the next movie that he made, I think was Philadelphia, and I I know that like personally, <laughs> like he fucking felt bad. Um, I love that it's I it, love it's such a see through like get. Out. <laughs> right it's like oh oh you want representation of gays here's a guy dying of aids uh, <laughs> there you go <laughs> like, like uh, <laughs> it's so fucked up <laughs> it's like yeah we got two we got um this guy that's not even actually gay who's just like a psycho killer who wants to wear people's skin and you're gonna call him trans you're gonna call trans people gay and you're gonna do this whole fucking thing and you're gonna have this whole thing to be angry about oh you want a gay guy here you go dead of aids uh very shitty (laughs) extraordinarily shitty but i no i the response to making a movie like Silence of the Lambs and having people be like, well, I feel like that improperly represented me. It's like, it was a serial killer. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to represent anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, and I understand, I understand that like, the maligning that, trans people have been through and like the sort of like the jokes and the um the horrible washing machine they've been put through in like the sort of like public cultural Mm -hmm. scene but it is such a minor point for a character whose main traits are skinning people and wearing them and keeping women in a well like there's a a certain point where like it's like I understand yeah trans people are sensitive for a reason which is that they get shit on all the time Mm -hmm. however this is a dude with hair down to his chin that, <laughs> you know, like, um, uh, also van owner, like, it, <laughs> like it, it, it really to me is the wrong battle in this movie. Um, I think there are plenty of places where we can pick battles, uh, like you and I, Tim as allies, mm-hmm. um, in, uh, Hollywood, and try to be like, yo, 
this is a terrible representation of trans people. Yeah. I think Silence of the Lambs is about a psychopath. Mm -hmm. And I think it's fucked up to the whole thing to even be like, yo, that movie makes me feel like a monster. It's like, uh, no, that's about a monster. (laughs) You are, you're you, you're great. You're beautiful, but uh, that's Mm -hmm. all. I'm sorry. You do good. You do good with this. I'm a white guy, and I am probably wrong, but uh, uh, I love all, I love all y'all. I'm, uh-huh. I, uh-huh. I, I try as goddamn hard as I can. Um, yo, I think also, if, if y'all are listening... And y'all are looking for something to read. And Brendan, of course, this applies to you too. Thomas Harris's novels are so good and, and you will enjoy the fuck out of reading Red Dragon and Silence of the Lambs, even if you've seen the movies so many times over. There is, you know, David Foster Wallace said, at a point in his life, Thomas Harris is the best living novelist in America. Well, he's definitely better than David Foster Wallace. David Foster Wallace was the best <laughs> essayist, but his novels were insane. Um, but that is saying a lot because he was a consumer on like a fucking voracious level, right? Um, unreal. Like, I, I have... In the last like four, three years, attempted to read. It's called like a succinct history of mathematics, something like that. And, yeah, yeah. And it gets so in the weeds so fast. Where like we're talking about like I took theoretical mathematics in high school and college and even astronomical uh, mathematics in college. And so I know, uh, I would say a tiny, tiny Mm -hmm. little granule bit about what galactic theoretical mathematics are. Mm -hmm. And the second he starts going into equations and then, 10 pages of explaining this equation that I have no fucking idea what it is. And I'm just like, damn, dude, this is the same motherfucker that wrote a supposedly fun thing. I'll never do again. And consider the lobster. Like, you gotta be kidding. Like how much brain did that guy have? Like, I thought I was like, kind of like intelligent because I can like use the word repudiate, uh, in a regular sentence or something. Uh, but I think he was too smart. I think that's why he killed himself. Yeah. Uh, that's he pretty much he pretty much says like as much in infinite jest. Right? He he talks about just the corollary between uh Although that bullshit high, where he's like selling the names of years and it's just like you know like oh, fart, yeah, it's a little fart burger yeah. fart burger year. It's just like that's the same thing that Thomas Pynchon does. Uh where it just uh, okay, this is getting really fart sniffy, and I apologize. Um, I'm going to stop, but 
Uh, I'm not. I got a Thomas Pynchon tattoo. Tom Tom Pynchon because what is it? The Tristero? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the only good Thomas Pynchon book. Have you ever tried to read anything else? It's so fucking dumb. It'll make your fucking soul hurt. It's it's all like it's like here's the band, the Galactic Blasters, and it's like uh, there's no way that if inner space was a thing or outer space was like one community that there would be a band called the galactic blasters that anyone would give a shit about like that it's just stupid you know like i don't know man uh and their bass player is uh is actually a turd that uh malcolm x found on the bottom of his shoe Totally, and it's like, yeah, and he's wearing a hat from uh, Mark Twain, and it's just like, you know what, shut up, old man, like, just leave the rock and roll to the kids, I'm already too old for rock and roll, I should leave the rock and roll to the kids, um, but, I met Joe Hender when I was uh, reading Gravity's Rainbow in his coffee shop one summer. That's what I did with oh. my summers. I fucking read Gravity's Rainbow. That was that was cool. Could have gone outside. But that being said, man, it's like Douglas Adams when he's talking about the greatest drink in the world in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, mm-hmm. Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster. Doesn't sound stupid <coughs> because. The entire rest of that whole thing is so awesome that you're like, yeah. oh, those people are idiots that came up with that. It's not like, oh, this guy writing this book is an idiot. Uh-huh. Or, I, I, I don't know. It's um, so good. Yeah, dude. He That shit is so on the nose. It's so fun. It's It doesn't exclude in any way. Oh, Dude, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is low-key, should be celebrated with Vonnegut and um, Bukowski and Fonte, and all of that shit should be celebrated mm-hmm. as high art. Mm-hmm. And Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, Fonte's great, little dark. Uh, <laughs> Bukowski's <laughs> great. Uh, a little dark. Uh, fucking Douglas Adams and Vonnegut. That's the most hope for humanity that I've ever fucking heard, man. Yeah. So cool. And I mean, that Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy five book trilogy opens with earth being destroyed Mm -hmm. and it's still one of the most hopeful things i've ever heard for the earth um right goddamn right um yeah patreon we love you and dude brandon we not to uh not to use profanity but we really made uh chicken salad out of some chicken shit with what we got delta that sounds fucking disgusting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I guess that's what you say when you're from Indiana. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I. 
<laughs> but uh yeah um thanks guys for listening and um i love you tim will say he loves you too but it's a lie <laughs> um yo what a, uh, hit us up with uh your speculative thoughts on a real knockout theory I was sitting there thinking like, holy shit, this is a whole fucking podcast of its own. But we would never, we'd never come close. We would be a, we would be a one hit wonder. And then. Oh, it's my distinct opinion uh, that this should be the podcast for this week. A hundred percent. You can leave this in or cut it out, (laughs) whatever you want. But, um, I mean, we just do Big Lebowski. Yeah. And it's like, we tried to do energy. It fucking was too hype. Boom. Anyway, um, bye, everybody. (laughs) Great idea, Brendan. Um, Yeah. See ya.